from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always an honor and a privilege to be hanging out with you inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You're also watching on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, and we appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. So in hour number one, you heard from Enrico Mastriani going into his fifth season as the head coach of the Marywood Pacers men's basketball team. Coming into Marywood in September of 2019, just a month ago, she is stepping into her first season as the head coach of the Marywood Pacers women's basketball team, and that is Jen Carlton. She's with us here for the first time ever on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and she'll be with us this Saturday, November 2nd, at the tip-off dinner when we get to host our media day on-site, on-location, live from the tip-off dinner at Janetti Manor. So with that being said, it is a truly a blessing to be connected with Marywood all these years and to have gone there from 2003 to 2007. It is also a blessing to welcome in the new head coach and representation of the Marywood women's basketball team, and that is Jen Carlton. Jen, for the first time ever, welcome to Wake Up Call, and how are you? Thank you. I appreciate it. Good morning to everyone, and everything's going good. We had early practice this morning, so we're all up and have good energy and ready to go. And Enrico was talking about that. He said he, he hasn't gotten to spend a ton of time with you, but the time that he's gotten to spend or, or to be around, he's seen that the young women of, of this basketball program, he said they always have a smile on their face. They're always energetic. Hey, have you gotten a, a sense of that as well? Did you kind of, you know, in your opinion, step into a program that, that has, you know, some, some good young women that have positive spirits moving forward? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like, you know, that's, but as of right now, you know, their best quality is that they're great people. You know, they're great people. They're coachable. They have amazing energy. They feed off each other. You know, they want to learn. They want to get better. They want to come in every day. Um, and that's, you know, that's the best thing a coach can have um, walking into. So I'm, I'm very fortunate um, in that sense. Bring me through the process. You know, Marywood University, I had Tara Machaco for over a decade. They had Gabby Holko last season. And then Gabby moved on to Susquehanna. How did it all come about? that this Marywood job, uh, you know, once it opened up, who who did what? Did you reach out? Did they reach out? How did everything kind of come together for you to tell your story on, on how you ended up at Marywood University? Um, well, actually, I was up here visiting a friend, and I had heard that Gabby had left, and the job wasn't posted yet. So I was like, you know what? I- I'm up here. Let me just drive around campus, and let me let me see what you know what this is about, or you know if it's something I want to put in for, and or if it's something that I feel like I could you know be a good asset to. And um, the the second that I I drove on campus, I fell in love. I fell in love with the atmosphere, I fell in love with the, you know, the family environment, and this is without talking to anybody, this is just kind of going through, and um, I went to Caldwell College, which is in North Jersey, and um, I, I enjoyed my four years there tremendously, and I, I learned so much, and I had so many good friendships, and, um, you know, working environments, and all those great things, and, you know, that's the feeling that I got when I when I drove onto Marywood campus, and, you know, just, it's, it's beautiful, it's absolutely beautiful, and you really can't compare it in terms of, you know, what you see in the, in the atmosphere around, and, um, um, you know, 
right there. Like I said, you know, I fell in love with the with the area and you know just the school. And then once you know, the, once the process started growing, you know, it was posted a couple weeks later. Um, applied for it as well. Um, you know, didn't hear for a little bit, and then heard for a phone interview. Um, went on a phone interview, and then you know, two weeks later, pretty much, um, you know, they brought me up on campus, and I was able to meet the other staff. Um, I was able to meet the team, which was really nice. I was able to meet the assistant coach that was um, on previously, uh, Joe Reno, and uh, you know, it just kind of all fell into place. And um, a week later, they offered me the job, and you know, a week later, I accepted. So it was really it was an interesting process, and um, you know, I'm very, very happy that I'm here. So, you know, things just, it's funny how, I mean, I say there's no coincidences. I call them, you know, personally, I call them God incidences, that things just kind of work themselves out, you know, somehow, some way that, you know, Gabby had left. And then you said, oh, you know, I'm up here visiting a friend. Let me just go on campus and see, you know, looking back on that moment, how do you look at it? I mean, do you believe in coincidences? Do you think that, you know, no, it's it's more purposeful. Maybe it is a God incidence that you just happen to be, in the right place at the right time. It's, it is. I, I mean, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, and I'm a huge, you know, I, I try to think negatively and positively. You know, if we can turn something negative into a positive, just believing that something good is going to come out of it, you know, that's the best way to live your life. You know, you know, not not worrying about the past, but just think, seeing how it's going to propel you forward. And, you know, that's really kind of how I looked at it. And, you know, everything does happen for a reason. And right now I'm very happy and, and I know I'm supposed to be here. You know, just the feeling that I am supposed to be here. I am supposed to be helping impact, you know, these, these young women's lives and um, hopefully, you know, people around me as well. So um, I know I'm learning from everyone that I've met so far and everyone that I get to, you know, the privilege of being in contact with every day. And, um, and I hope that the, my team is as well. And for you to, to go through this process, and like you said, you drive on campus, you say, okay, is this something for me? Could this fit? You apply, they get back to you, you know, going through the process and whatnot. Just just bring me through that process. How excited were you in it? I mean, did, did you, I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, this is a passion that you have. It's a love that you have. But I find that, you know, almost 17 years into broadcasting, I still feel like a kid. I don't feel like I go to work. You know, I feel like I wake up and I just live my life. Do you get a sense of that as well? I mean, was there that that level of excitement and, you know, kind of that, you know, childish, you know, appreciation of 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 just living your dreams and having an opportunity? Did you get a sense of kind of like, you know, that excitement when I kind of liken it to like when a kid goes to Disney that you get worked up and you get kind of like, you know, I, I love this opportunity to do it. And then when it came about, and you had the opportunity to, to say yes, just what all of that meant to you to go through the process to do something that you love. And when you applied to get the you get that phone call that everybody hopes they get where they said we'd like to have you. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful every single day to be able to do something that, you know, not just I love to do and I'm super passionate about it. But, you know, I, I know I know that I'm pretty decent at it. And I also know that I can help the rest of my team, you know, be passionate about something, you know, and it doesn't have to be basketball, it just has to be something, and um, I, I, every single day that I wake up, I, you know, I, I thank God for the, for the opportunity and for, you know, just to, you know, just be present, you know, be present in, in my every day is, is, a, is a blessing, and I'm very excited about the process, and I'm excited about, you know, what's going to come next, and, um, you know, it, it, like you said, a little kid, you know, going to Disney for the first time, October 15th is the first day that you're allowed to practice. And, you know, October 15th, you know, even after 11 years of being a head coach, October 15th still gives me those butterflies, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, so does 
October 16th and 17th and 18th, you know, so just to be able to, to be out on the basketball court and watching our team grow, you know, from day to day, not just, you know, not just skill-wise, not just fundamentals, not just reading defenses or knowing a new offense, watching them mature as young women and, you know, walk with their, with their shoulders back and their heads held high, um, a little bit different than they did, let's say, like the end of September or early October. And just to start to notice the change in them um, mentally is it, so rewarding. And it's rewarding every single day that I get to see their faces. So I'm, I'm really, really blessed. That coming here from Jen Carlton this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. First time ever on the broadcast and going into her first season as the Marywood University Pacers women's basketball head coach. I want to look at your history. I know that you played at Caldwell College and you got the the CACC Tournament Championship in 2003. You held the school record and and currently are sixth all-time for most three-pointers in a career uh, you know, shooting threes was always something that that meant something to me from when I started playing organized at seven years old. There's there's I know, something I marvel at being able to shoot from anywhere on the court. So I'm talking to someone who hold the held the record. You're sixth all time at Caldwell College. Bring me back to your playing days and and being a sharpshooter on the court for Caldwell. Uh, I was my playing days at Caldwell were you know were something I'll never forget and you know my teammates are, are what made that so special and um, we were fortunate I was I was recruited by by a coach and um, he wound up leaving my sophomore year but our assistant coach took over and um, you know it was just it, I'm a big believer in like the journey is the reward it's not just going to happen for you you know things aren't just going to throw onto your plate and and you're ready to eat them like you have to prepare for them you have to you know you have to get everything going and and realizing that you know going through these classes is really what the what the reward is and learning how to deal with different things and just being around my teammates and having them instill confidence in, in me and um you know just having that feeling of cutting down the nets my my senior year the last game ever of my career not many people get to do that everybody you know a lot of people end on a loss and I was fortunate enough and unfortunate at the same time Colo College was going from NAIA to NCAA so we weren't eligible for any postseason tournament except for the CADC tournament so um we were cut down the nets in our home gym the first year that the arena was open um, and I got to finish my career do, you know, doing that and not many people get a chance to do that so very fortunate for that and won a, won a conference championship and you know I'm very grateful for my, my days at Caldwell and, and I enjoyed playing so much you know really uh, shooting threes was obviously a great you know great feeling and I knew that that was my role on my team for us to be successful um, but just being able to be out there on the court and make great plays with my teammates and being able to read each other and you know know that all the, the time and effort and practices that we put through together and you know the bad times as well allowed us to get that championship on, you know, on that last final run so good things happen yeah you know and for you to say you know to be able to cut down the nets as you're finishing up I mean that's that's you know that, that's the culmination of all the hard work effort and enthusiasm I would say that you know I would, I would like to think you probably go back and look fondly on that and the rarity of that so if you're having a tough day, you know, having a tough moment coaching or having a tough day in personal life and whatnot, do you ever go back to a moment like that where you could say, listen, like this was one of the greatest things that very few people get to do? Is that a moment that's kind of a pillar for you? Of course. I mean, and I, I think about it, you know, 
a lot. I, I think about it enough where, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, like, in that moment, my passion was my team and winning a conference championship or winning, you know, a tournament championship. That was the passion at the time. And just to see how your passion changes from not just winning but to developing and, and having people around you developing and watching them do it, you know, that's, you know, that's really, you know, what excites me. So you kind of have to, you know, snap yourself back into it when you are having a bad day or when you don't, you know, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You just remember what you've been through to get to where you are. And that's, you know, that's the journey. That's the reward. That's what, you know, that's what we get out of these things. So um, it is really good to go back and reminisce and, and to kind of you know, put yourself back in a situation where, you know, you've been through some hard times, but you've come out on top or you've you know, worked for something. You've earned a title. You know, it, it's, very, you know it's, a, it's a simple process. It's a hard task, but it's a simple process of just do your job, come in here, do your job, you know, have fun with it, be passionate, you know, learn from everybody around you, and, and be grateful for your opportunities, and, and good things will happen. Now, if you want, speaking here with Jen Carlton, Marywood University, women's basketball head coach stepping into her first season, you went in the Division Two ranks and now Division Three at Marywood. What what made you know Marywood okay for you to make the switch? I know that you were at the University of Bridgeport and you were at Goldie Beacon College, and you know, ten seasons together between you know these two and whatnot to go from D two to D three. What, what made that transition? What was it about Marywood that did that? Because we see coaches typically go, you know, the other route up from D3 to D2, D1 and whatnot. And then I see some coaches that stay in D3 forever, stay in D2 forever. What made Marywood the right fit? You know, it, I can't give you a specific answer, and I wish I could. It's just, you, you know when something feels right and it's the right fit and you walk into it and you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Okay. And we we temporarily lost Jen there at the most inopportune time. So we 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 lost her here for a second. We'll bring her back onto the broadcast in just a moment here, as we look to have Jen back here. So yeah, yeah, we lost you there. No, that's okay. I said at most inopportune time. You were saying I don't I don't know if I can give you know like a direct answer if there's one concrete thing, and then we lost you. So go from there. Well, I mean, it, one I can't give you one concrete thing because it just was a feel, you know, it just turned out to be the feeling when you walked on campus, the feeling when you got, when you spoke to someone, you know, in the athletic department, you know, it just, and then I say it to a lot of recruits and I say, when, when it's the right fit, it's just the right fit. And it might not be what you're expecting. It might not be, it might be something that you're completely, you know, uncomfortable with, but comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that that's kind of where, where I was when I walked into here and um, I knew it felt right. I knew it was somewhere I wanted to be and I needed to be. Um, and the rest of it kind of, you know, fell into place with it. But, um, you know, basketball is basketball and passion is coaching is coaching. No matter what level it is, no matter what division, no matter what, you know, what area it is, it's, you know, it's something that it allows you to grow. And I think that that's kind of what I've been focusing on, no matter what the division or the atmosphere or, you know, the situation. When you look back at, at Goldie Goldie Beacon Beacom and as well as the University of Bridgeport, you know what were your takeaways from that? You know, being being there and, and spending the amount of time that you spent at Goldie Beacom and, and at the University of Bridgeport to follow. What are kind of maybe some of those things that you can take with you into coaching at Marywood at this point? I mean, every every experience that I've had as a coach, whether it was an assistant coach, I was an assistant coach for, um, for three years at Caldwell right after I graduated. And then from there, I went on to Holy Family University, where I was able to work under Mike McLaughlin, who is now um, currently at UPenn. And, uh, you know, I was able to take all of those 
you know, little tidbits of going from Caldwell, you know, to uh, my from my alma mater, which, you know, you kind of knew the situation, you knew what was going on, to Holy Family, who was a, you know, a top 10 program in the nation. Um, and, you know, to be honest, they were they were in the co- same conference as Caldwell. So you kind of had that rivalry where I didn't like them because they were good and they, were, they knew how to win. And, you know, I, you know, we, didn't, we were big rivals, so we didn't understand that. But once I got on that side, you, you realized, you know, the little things that it took to win. So I was really fortunate enough to, to learn how to run a program from Mike McLaughlin. And then from there, I was able to go to my first head coaching job um, at Goldie Beacom College. And, you know, when I took the job, people were like, That's a, it, don't take it. It's not it's not a good job. You're not going to be successful there. You know, you, you want to get out eventually. And I was like, I couldn't see that. I, I couldn't, I wanted to be a head coach. I knew I was ready to do that. Um, and the opportunity presented itself to me. And I just, thought I could make it whatever, you know, whatever was needed to be. And that's what we did. I mean, we won a conference championship four years later, um, to, you know, to tell everybody that told me it wasn't a good job and that, you know, we weren't going to win. Um, you know, the, we, we let them know, you know, we let them know. We played with that little bit of chip on our shoulders and I coached with a little chip on my shoulder. And um, it was just a fun, fun takeaway and a fun group. And we kind of, you know, defied some odds. And um, even though it was Division Two, we really didn't have a lot of scholarship money compared to the rest of, of the conference. So to kind of do it as the underdog really, really meant, you know, meant the world to me. And then um, moving on to, to University of Bridgeport, I, I just, um, you know, I wasn't, I fully be gone. I was, you know, had six or seven different hats at University of Bridgeport. I was just coaching. Um, so that was, you know, a nice, a nice change. But at the same time, I realized that I missed the interaction with not just women's basketball, but other, other sports and, you know, being involved in, in um, you know, just being the senior women's administrator and just being involved in like, supervision and all those other things that, you know, you kind of take it, you know, take for granted. In fact, it, you're involved with so much on campus. And that's really what I, what I missed in terms of when I was at University of Bridgeport. So when this opportunity came up and it was also intramurals involved and I knew that everybody on the staff was very close and they support each other um, and they come to each other's games and stuff, I was able to, to kind of get back into that. We're unable to, so far to kind of get back into that rhythm. And um, I'm excited that, you know, what we can offer, not just women's basketball, but, you know, the entire student body. You know, and for you to to have this, you know, to have the experience and to be on so many different sides of it and, and, and pieces of it and whatnot, just, just what that's done for your career, like you said, to kind of go into the fact, I mean, obviously you were an assistant coach, you were a head coach, but you also served on the NCAA East Regional Advisory Committee, a site supervisor for the Division Three East Regional at Stonehill, you know, and, and, and you got to be a part of different elements of that as well. What did that do to make you, you know, more well-rounded as a leader, in your opinion? I mean, any time you get an opportunity to learn from the amazing coaches that, you, you know, you get to call colleagues is, is a, an opportunity in itself, you know. And um, when I was at Stonehill for the um, the East Region, just to be around, you know, eight regional head coaches who have been there before for the most part and, you know, have become friends and, um, you know, just to be able to watch them in their element and continue to learn, even, you know, even when then, you know, they have 30 years experience, 25 years experience of coaching, you know, women's basketball and just still see them light up when they see their team do something well. Um, and to me, there's no better feeling and there's no better people that you want to be around um, than the people that are passionate about the same things that you are or just passionate about life in general. Um, and I've been very fortunate to learn from some, some really, really good mentors and um, some people that have uh, enhanced not just my athletic um, you know, business life, but also my, my life in general. Who would you say, speaking here with Jen Carlton, Marywood University Pacers women's basketball head coach, 
who would you say are your your biggest mentors, the people that you could, you know, reach out still today and know that they would give you advice, you know, lend an ear, be there for you? Who are some of those people? Um, I mean, Michael Rockland, like I just said, from, from University of Penn, um, he was a Division Two head coach for, I want to say, 20 years and then um, and was in the 90 percentile in terms of winning percentage. Um, and then once he went to Division One, he went from Holy Family University to Division One, and um, and he's never changed. He's never wavered in his values. He never, you know, he'll, he'll pick up a call, you know, phone or text or whatever the case may be whenever I needed something. When, when I was going through this process, he was there for me um, as well. And then another one would be um, Tom Shirley. He's at University, uh, sorry, uh, Jefferson University. It was Philly, Philly U. Um, but he's been there. He's also the athletic director there. So he's been there for about 30 years, and he's the women's basketball coach as well. And um, we had some really great games between Goldie Beacom and, and Philly U at the time. And I think there was a span of, you know, three years that four out of the um, six went into overtime games. And, you know, we just had that internal rivalry, and we just became friends because of that rivalry. And he's always offered just great assistance and great you know life advice and um you know, just making sure that i you know i see it from all sides he's a great devil's advocate where he's you know he's giving you uh, opposite sides not trying to sway you in one way or another but just trying to give you all the all the pieces so you can make the correct decision um that, that's best for you and he always he understands that you know what's best for someone might not be best best for someone else and um i feel like he's a great person to, to be able to go to and you know just everybody that i've kind of worked with throughout the years i mean mike Ruan, who's at, at university of bridgeport as a men's coach uh, I, i'm able to still pick up the pick up the phone anytime for for questions or answers or anything and chuck hammond who's at uh, at uh, goldie beacom now as a dean of students he was the men's coach when i was there and he's another one that, you know, they're they're on my reference sheet, but they're not just references, they're friends. And, and I'm very fortunate for the, for, the, for the relationships I have with them. And for, you know, the relationships you have now with your staff at Marywood, just to share with everybody who's on that staff and, and just, you know, in your opinion, the importance of, of who you have there. I mean, Joe Reno, he was here last year, and yeah. I was fortunate enough that he's, you know, he's staying around, and, and he provides a lot of local ties for us. He's really good at, at individual breakdown and workouts, and um, the, the girls really like him. So he's a great liaison right now between, like, the girls and myself. Um, as well as, you know, just knowing Marywood and what, you know, what to expect in terms of, you know, other things, not just, you know, the, the backside of it, the business end, you know what I mean, what needs to do paperwork-wise and how to handle certain things. So he's been really great. And um, I, actually, I don't have to apologize. I don't know how to say her last name yet. We have an assistant coach who just came on this year. Her name is Mariah, and she played at uh, at Dunmore, which is right down the road from here, obviously, Dunmore High School, and she played at Newman College as well. Um, so this is her first year. She just graduated. So she is in that, that, that stage right now where um, she's still trying to understand going from a player to a coach, and she's trying to not be so upset that she's not playing and, and <laughs> transitioning her mindset over into uh, into you know how a coach thinks. And um, it's been fun watching her kind of grow in the last couple of weeks as well. Um, and then I'm very fortunate enough to have um, one of my old assistants who actually played for me at Goldie Beacom. She was my assistant as well down there. She is from the area. She played at Riverside High School. She went to Lackawanna um, Junior College as well. And she was already up here, so she's volunteering to help out as well. Um, so that's really good because she knows my style. She played for me. She knows the kind of things that I'm going to look for in terms of 
you know, coaching and little tidbits that, you know, that, that she can try to stop before, you know, it gets to my, you know, that point. Um, and she's been really good so far with the, with the girls and, and just knowing, you know, knowing the little things that are going to, you know, get us going as well um, as coaches and obviously as a, as a staff altogether. So it sounds like you put together, you know, a, a staff that, you know, is going to be well-rounded and give you different elements, different angles. Do you feel, you know, that, that they'll challenge you, so to speak? Because I feel like when you surround yourself with good people that constantly are constructively challenging you, that's how you get the best out of yourself. Do you get a sense for that right now? Absolutely. And, and we, we, we complement each other very well right now because we all see different things. We all see things in a different light. We, we have the same common goal at the end, but we just have different ways of getting there. So it's really good of, uh, really good for the three of us or the four of us to, to be on that same page, but just realize that, you know, we might, you know, there's, there's always different ways of getting to where we want to go. And just knowing that detours are what makes the road that much better. And, and all of us really understand that and, and are coming together and, and it's fashion right now so i'm excited for us to grow as a staff as well as we continue through the season i'm going to hold off on a a bunch of pieces because i'm going to use them for the tip-off dinner but a a couple final notes here to speak on the tip-off dinner it's its fifth annual as we step forward here it's the first time you're going to be a part of it at marywood raising money for the marywood university men's and women's basketball programs you can register by following the link on facebook at wake up call dt and twitter at call dt which is put up there today but just you know what you can say about the tip-off dinner what you're excited about what you know about it up to this point and and being a part of that this saturday november 2nd starting at 6 30 p.m well, I mean, it's whenever you get an opportunity, whenever I get an opportunity to show off my team, I, I'm very excited for it, you know, and even though they're a new team to me and we're still getting to know each other and, you know, working out kinks and stuff like that, I'm very excited for what they can bring to the community and what they can bring, you know, to life in general, not just, you know, not just basketball here. And, you know, we have some very smart women who are going to be, you know, very well off in terms of getting out into the real world after college and I'm excited for them to be able to meet new people and to put themselves in a room with people who have the same interests and the same bond and the same passions that they do, you know, for Marywood, for women's basketball, for athletics, for men's basketball as well, um, and for each other, you know, and for each other. And I I want them to be excited to show each other off. And And I think that they really are. And I'm excited to show them off. And I'm excited to get to know the men's you know, the men's program more and their parents as well. And obviously, you know, just celebrate the beginning of the season that we're, you know, all so excited to get to get going with. That coming from Jen Carlton. And we're talking with her and her team more about all of this on Saturday, November 2nd, where Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora hosts a live media day from the Scranton area over in Dixon City, Pennsylvania at Janetti Manor. Final piece here, Jen. It's, it's two and two. It's the first time I'm ever going to put you on this, but... And in order to put you in a rapid fire, I, do, I, I take the same heat. So I put you on the hot seat, but I put myself there too. And for this one, I'm going to ask you two questions that have nothing to do with basketball, but you in the spirit of equality get to put me on the hot seat and ask me any two questions that I have to answer. So with that being said, I will ask you my first. And that will be if you could and i'm i'm going to keep with something i'm going to keep with the theme that i had with enrico toward the end of our conversation if you could be in any sci-fi fantasy universe marvel star wars dc you know the hobbit literally anything in the world sci-fi fantasy if you could go anywhere and live in it back to the future any of those where would you go and why oh 
I don't know. Um, I guess I guess if I can go back in the past, I mean, something like that would be awesome to be able to meet some, some you know, John Wooden, some of the legends that I'd never got a chance to meet or, or interact with. I'm not a big sci-fi person, and I'm not, like, a huge movie person, so this is, uh, this is definitely tough for me. But I would say go back in the past and be able to meet some people. Um, right. people that I haven't been able to have a conversation with and, and learn some new things, but the old school method, um, I like to, you know, I like to be able to do that if it's possible. Awesome. So you would, you would essentially go back to, you know, back in the past, it's a little back to the future feel to see somebody like John Wooden and hang out with them. All right. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. What is your first one for me? Oh, wow. I was putting on the spot here. All right. Um, in, how long have you been doing this? You said 17 years. Just about seven. Yeah, it'll be 17 in November. So 17 years of, of being on air and going through, you know, the athletic process with a bunch of different teams. Is there a memory or a highlight or a game that stands out to you the most or something that you still think about to this day? I would say one of my favorite memories, and I'm not just saying this because it's Marywood, but I would say, you know, the, the first, I mean, MU Courtside was a show uh, they were doing some type of uh, radio at the time for the games, and I remember saying, okay, well, are we doing men's and women's? And it was kind of like, well, we could. You know, it, it wasn't – there was no name to it. There was – it, it, it kind of happened when it did. It wasn't every game. It wasn't dedicated to men and women. And I just made a point of saying, well, if we're doing the men's game, we're doing the women's game. And – and so we did, we, you know, we started doing that and I, I put a name on it. I put, I created, gra- they didn't have graphics for the score. i created the, the scoring graphics. I, you know, created the logo for the show and, you know, all of these, literally like every nook and cranny, I drew the logo and then I created the logo and I put people together and went and found somebody to sit in the chair next to me. And, and, you know, we started working with my network and with Fox and we got the HD and, and uh, as the former AD at, at Marywood said, she's like, if not for courtside, we wouldn't have put any of these hookups or any of these connections in here to make you even be able to do the broadcast. So she said, you know, we thank you for what you do because you gave back and, uh, Eric Grunman, same thing, uh, everything that he said about it. So, I mean, I would say that my favorite sports memory is where it all started with MU Courtside and, and whether or not the university or some of the powers that be in communications uh, ever gave credit to, to me or to the staff that I had for that. You know, I know and God knows what we did and, and I know what we worked hard for and somebody like Enrico to go back historically and, and Eric Grunman and and uh, and everybody that has uh, to do what they did and, and to connect us back to it, um, you know, I, I want to thank everybody because, you know, we work so hard to get it going. And as you know, Jen, you know, you can build something up and, and do an amazing thing with it. And then, you know, one day uh, somebody comes and snatches it away or whatever it may be. And so after all these years to have Marywood reach back out and for people to actually know what we did in those walls and outside of those walls really means the world to me. So I'm happy to get some uh, connection back to it and some appreciation for it again. And it's just good to know that that hard work doesn't go unnoticed. Always, always. Great answer. <laughs> Thank you. My, uh, my second one for you is what is the one signature kind of focal problem that exists in our world today, in your opinion? What is, what is, if you could point to one issue, what is it? 
Um, I think open-mindedness. I think people need to, I think all people need to not just focus on where they came from or what their path is. Um, focus on what other people's path is and how they maybe got there. Kind of walk a mile in their shoes kind of, kind of thing before we judge. Um, I think judgment is, a, is huge and prejudgment is even, even bigger. And, um, I think just, you know, having an open mind that, you know, not everybody has the best of duties. Some people have bad duties. Some people have bad months. You know, some people are, are different, you know, just situations altogether or they grew up a little bit different or they come from a different background. And uh, I think if we just, you know, let go of the, the labels and the judgment and the prejudgment and, you know, just be able to kind of see people for, you know, the good that they do and the good person, you know, people that they are, I think that the world would be a much better place. I like it. I like it a lot. So, you know, to not have not have that judgment, give everybody an opportunity to show you who they are. You know, I think grouping people into categories or putting people into groups in general, it has been the downfall of our society pretty much from the beginning. So that's right. What's your what's your final question for me? Um, I'm just going to go with something right. Who do we have for uh, Super Bowl champs this year? Uh, I don't want to say it, but we all know it. (laughs) We all know it. It's the Patriots. You think so? I, I, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm so. Here's the thing. I respect Bill Belichick. I respect mm-hmm. I respect Tom Brady. I respect what this, you know, what this team is doing in general. The fact that the the defense wakes up at the right time every single year, you know, it's remarkable what they've been able to do. I mean, they play in one of the weakest conferences or weakest divisions in the NFL, probably the weakest division in the NFL outside of Buffalo this year. But, you know, I I it's so hard to think anybody else is going to come through it. I will say that I'm excited at the fact that, uh, you know, we've seen backups to Tom Brady just not pan out. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I said, you know, when he's finally healthy and we actually get to see him play, it'll be good to see, you know, can he be a success story that was behind Tom Brady? And there's only two undefeated teams in the country, the Patriots with Tom Brady and then former Patriot quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, now Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is kind of, ironic and and cool about sports but i at this point i would love to see jimmy and tom go up against if it's going to be the patriots i'd like to see jimmy go up against him and knock him off so you know i would love to see that but we we all know that you know bill belichick made a deal with the devil and apparently that devil deal is still working so <laughs> the contract's still going. We're waiting for it to not be renewed sometime soon, right? Yeah, wait, waiting for waiting for that you know thing to come. I mean, isn't it the Ghost Rider thing where the devil ch- comes to get his due? I mean, at, at, at so. some at some point, you know, the troll that guards the bridge has to leave his post. But you know, <laughs> he is where. He, do you have a favorite team? Um, I do have a favorite team. I've um, I know that it's probably going to get either hung up on or maybe laugh a little bit, but um, Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, definitely. See, there's so, there's no yeah. anger here because I am a Jaguar through and through. But my second okay. favorite team, I have one NFC, one AFC. My team and my second favorite team grew up with Aikman and Emmett and Larry Brown and Russell Maryland and Michael Irvin and Elvin Harper and Jay Novacek and Moose Johnston and on and on. I am a Cowboy fan, so okay. I All I right. have I have no issue. With that, and I am very happy that that they've had this back and forth with Philadelphia, and then they yeah. they they quieted Philadelphia pretty damn quick, didn't they? So 
Yeah, you can't. I've learned in sports you can't. You can't, at least me, I can't trash talk. I just have to go out there, do my job, and go home because if I trash talk, it goes the other way. So, but it's coming back to you somehow. Yeah, so I mean, it's good. It's good to see the Cowboys doing their thing, and hopefully they can find some success. But, yeah, no no hanging up on here. If it was if it was the Patriots, then, you know, I wouldn't hang up, but we would we would definitely have a side conversation before we got up on stage at the uh, tip-off dinner. I was going to say, sure. on Saturday might be a different tone. Yeah, might be a different tone. <laughs> So with that being said, Jen Carlton in her first season at the, as the Marywood University Pacers women's basketball head coach. Jen, it has been my pleasure to welcome you here to Wake Up Call for the first time, and it will be my honor and my privilege to be able to be a part of the dinner and uh, meet you face-to-face and get to sit down with you and the team for a little bit. I am very much looking forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, take care. We'll talk with you soon. Bye. That coming from Jen Carlton one more time. Marywood University, that is my alma mater, folks. I am wearing Pacer Proud, and you see you see that Marywood logo. Right? I love the logo. I love it. I lo- It took so long to get the good one, and this is the good one. So keep it, Marywood. Remember that. This is beautiful. I put that logo on everything. I love it so very much. So Marywood University, I will be there this Saturday, November 2nd. The event starts at 6.30 p.m. Deron Dickerson will be the keynote speaker. Dinner is going to be there. It's going to be at Genetti Manor, which is an awesome place in Dixon City, Pennsylvania. Come out and hang out with us. You can get your tickets now by going to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, following the link there with the Marywood logo. That's the logo that you'll see with the basketball. Follow that and get your tickets. And you're going to go out for dinner anyway Saturday night. Might as well spend it with us, Deron Dickerson, as well as Enrico Mastriani and the men's basketball team, Jen Carlton and the women's basketball team, and, of course, myself, Dan Tortora, and Wake Up Call.